You are now listening to a Word for Deliverance podcast with Pastor Leonard D. Cochran of A Place of Refuge Noonan. A Place of Refuge Noonan is located in the city of Noonan, Georgia. To stay better connected with us for more exclusive information and updates, download our church app, A Place of Refuge Noonan, or visit our church website at apor-noonan.org. Now, let's join in for today's message. Uh, To the book of Philippians. Let's notice the book of Philippians. Again, let's go back and we're going to finish the Lord's willing uh, what we started or what we began on Sunday. Notice the book of Philippians, and we're going back to the third chapter of the book of Philippians, and then we are going to conclude reading uh, in the book of, of Colossians. And so we're going to call your attention to the book of Philippians, the third chapter. We're going to read the same verses, and then we're going to flip right over to the book of Colossians, and we're going to read, uh, I think it was two verses. Notice the book of Philippians, and notice, if you will, again, chapter number 3. Notice what the Apostle Paul writes in Philippians 3, and uh, we picked it up at verse number 17. Paul said, Brothering, join in following my example, and note those who so walk as you have us for a pattern. For many walk of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, whose glory is in their shame, who set their mind on earthly things. For our citizenship is in heaven from which we eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body that it may be conformed to his glorious body, according to the working by which he is able, notice this, to to subdue all things to himself. Notice again the book of Colossians, And the third chapter, notice the book Colossians chapter number three, notice Paul says in Colossians three and verse one, if then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is setting at the right hand of God, set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. Notice again, if you then were risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. So when you're risen with Christ, you're not seeking what everybody else is seeking. Because notice when when you've been raised with Christ, then we are seeking that which is above. Notice how he said, if you were then raised with Christ, seek those things which are above. Watch, he describes what he means by above where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind, mind, the root meaning of mind, remember, is is to think. Set your mind, your thinking, on things above and not on things of the earth. But notice in Philippians, because we got a different subject tonight, because notice, same text, 
but we're going to look at it from a different aspect tonight. Notice again Philippians 3 and verse number 19, because Paul talks about people who are going to focus on earthly things more so than divine things. And in verse 19, he says about the people whose focus is on earthly things or worldly things more so than divine things or things that pertain to God. God are the things that pertain to him. Notice in verse 19, this is important. He says whose end is destruction. In other words, people who do not focus on divine things, their end or their destination is one of destruction or ruin. Now, the destruction that Paul speaks about is that which is eternal. He's talking about eternal destruction, being in eternal ruin. And so, but notice, the key tonight is being different. The key is being different so that your end will not be that of destruction because notice what Paul says, whose end is destruction, whose God, notice lowercase g, is their belly, whose glory is their shame, their foolishness, or their sinful ways. But notice this, who set their mind, we don't want to do this, on earthly things. Verse 20, for our citizenship is in heaven. For our citizenship is in heaven. We're setting our minds on the opposite. We're not setting our mind on earthly things. We're setting our minds on divine things. We're choosing to do so. This is important because we are citizens of heaven. And so my subject tonight is just that, citizens of heaven. I want to talk about citizens of heaven tonight. If you don't mind, let's give the Lord a tremendous hand of praise for the subject tonight, as well as his presence. Those that are joining us live, thank God for you on tonight. Again, our subject is citizens of heaven. You talking about a serious subject. Again, the subject tonight is citizens of heaven. Notice when we talked about people who set their mind on earthly things, again, we, we broke it down as being setting your mind on natural things, things that are important in this life since we live in the earth, but we are not to be overly concerned with these things. In other words, we talked about it's important to eat, it's important uh, when, when, when Jesus asked certain questions about, you know, don't be worried about what you're going to eat. Don't be worried about what you're going to drink, what you're going to wear. But he could have took that list further. See, 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 a lot of times people become overly concerned about things that are important, but you never want to be overly concerned with anything, even if it is important, to the point to where you're not looking at that thing or you're not dealing with that thing 
according as God would have you to deal with it or looking at it how he would want you to look at it or responding to it the way he wants you to respond to it. And, and so, again, these things can be important since we live in the earth, but we're not going to make those things our primary focus. No, we're going to be different. We're going to choose to be different. We're going to choose to set our minds on divine things, on God and that which pertains unto God. Because if you're not careful, when you set your mind on earthly things, which have, again, its own importance, you can become distracted. You can become easily distracted to the point to where you can become deceived. Now, a lot of folk who set their mind on earthly things, and they don't have their mindset or focus on divine things, they often start trusting in themselves too much. I should have got some amen. I said, when you start making earthly things your primary focus, you take your mind off of God. The root meaning of mind is to think God is not in your thoughts when it comes to what you're going to eat. He's not in your thoughts when it comes to what you're going to wear. He's not in your thoughts about how you're going to get money. He's not in your thoughts about where you're going to work. He's not in your thoughts about how to solve this problem. He's not in your thoughts when it comes to how to work out this marriage situation. He is in none of your thoughts. And so you become easily distracted. Many of us can attest to this. And then, watch this, it becomes easy to trust more in yourself than you should. Why? Who else going to do it for you? You've taken your mind off of God, so if something is going to happen, oh, come on, church, you're now in a place where you feel like you got to make it happen. And most of the time when we get in a place where we try to play God, come on, I said most of the time when we get in a place where we try to play God, we're going to mess things up worse. Come on, we're going to jack up situation trying to be God, trying to act like we all knowing, trying to act like we know what to do when the truth is we don't know what to do. But if you'll set your mind or if you will have your mind focused on divine things, God, and what pertains to God, he already knows what's important in the earth. He already knows what we need. Come on. He already knows the desire of our heart. And when we set our mind on him, then he begins to instruct us how to do what it is we need to do. Come on, here's somebody. Notice Matthew, the sixth chapter. We're talking about citizens of heaven tonight. Notice Matthew and the sixth chapter, a very familiar scripture. Turn back. To the book of Matthew and the 6th chapter. And some of you know where I'm going. We're looking at verse 33. Matthew 6 and verse 33. Again, our subject is citizens of heaven. Notice Matthew 6 and verse 33. Notice what our Lord says. In Matthew 6, 33, he says, But seek first, but seek first. See, I just can't seek. There's something I need to seek First, there's something that must have priority over everyone and everything. Come on. He said, seek first. You can't get this out of order. 
I said, come on, we can't get this out of order. This is too important to get it out of order. He said, seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things, look at that promise. Look at that promise. See, when you get, when you get things in order or in its proper place, other things gonna take care of itself. If we learn to seek first the kingdom of God, then things that you've been chasing will start chasing you. But when you get things out of order, you're going to work harder than you need to, and you're not going anywhere. Come on, somebody. All movement is not good. All movement is not progress. Because you can run in place and get nowhere, even though you're moving fast, but you ain't taking a step forward. Oh, I wish I'd get some amens tonight. He said, but seek first. But seek first. The kingdom of God and his righteousness. Watch the wonderful promise that comes with seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Then he says, all these things shall, that's a promise, be added to you. See, that's the reason we don't need to be overly concerned about things. Because if I'm seeking the kingdom first, these things shall be added. And there are some witnesses right here. There are some witnesses at this church. Aren't you happy? We don't have to go outside of this church for some witnesses that Matthew 6 and 33 is legit. This is a bona fide scripture. Many of us have had things added to us. And we know the only reason it was added was because we kept our mind stayed on God. Come on. Things tried to pull us into self, but we said, no. I'm just going to do it the way God tells me to do it. And then he started adding what we needed. But notice, in order to have a kingdom, a kingdom needs citizens. A kingdom needs citizens to function. And so notice that, but seek first the kingdom of God. This scripture is not for everybody. Let's settle that. This is not for everybody. Don't expect everybody to live according to Matthew 6 and 33. People can quote it, but they can't live it. The only people God expects to live according to Matthew 6 and 33 is citizens of heaven. That's it. This scripture ain't for everybody. Well, if I just seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things will be not to you. You ain't a citizen of heaven. And I don't believe in totality in the law of attraction. You can attract something, but what you attract doesn't mean it came from God. Because the devil can bless folk. The devil Come on, you better, we teaching good tonight. See, the only people who are required to follow this is the citizens of heaven, are those who are citizens of God's kingdom. What is a citizen? Number one, a citizen is a legally recognized person 
or persons of a state or kingdom. Y'all didn't hear me. I said a legally recognized person. So that means everybody claiming to be a citizen of heaven is not so. We have some pretenders. We have some illegal people. Come on. Because God has not legally recognized them as a citizen of heaven. But if God recognizes you or me as being a citizen of heaven, he expects me, he expects you to seek first the kingdom of God. Why? Because you are a citizen of heaven. But those who are not citizens of heaven, these are the people who set their mind on earthly things. These are the people who, when it comes to their mind or their thinking, it's, it's not to do God's will. It's not to do his will. And, and don't act like that because we ain't always been saved. We ain't always been citizens of heaven. Come on. There were times many of us, we knew what God's word said, but that ain't how we was living. That ain't what we was living by. Come on. That ain't what I used to govern myself by. Right? It ain't what I held myself accountable to, but I do now. Why? I'm a citizen of heaven. And so notice that when people are not citizens of heaven, the one thing I want to point out to you that they become is lovers of pleasure. Lovers of pleasure. Note it back in Philippians because he deals with it. Because he deals with it. I told y'all I was going to deal with these two scriptures. And so notice Philippians uh, back in verse back in verse 3. Notice Philippians 3. Notice what he says. Notice what he says in Philippians uh, 3. Let's pick it up at verse 18. Good subject tonight. Good text. For many walk, that word walk, remember, has to do with how a person lives or a person's lifestyle. Paul said, for many walk, of whom I have told you often. See, see, recognize when we're being taught, there are some things we need to be told often. Well, pastor didn't preach that one time. Yeah, but we need to hear this often. <laughs> Am I right about it? You got folk in church now, only thing they want to do is hear something new. They want to hear something different. I want to hear something I ain't never heard. Beware of people preaching stuff you ain't never heard. Especially when you've been in God for a minute. Come on. You remember Paul talked about in the book of Acts a certain group of folk that he ran upon who was out the will of God, but their problem was that they was always gathering to hear something new. They always wanted to hear. You can get in trouble like that. You can get in trouble trying to be that person. Well, I want, I want to hear something deep. But God ain't deep. God wants people to understand his will. He wants folk to understand his word so that there will be no excuse in us carrying it out. But notice what Paul said. For many walk, not, not a few. For many walk. Now this was back in Paul's day. He's saying for many walk of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping. They are the enemies of the cross of Christ. Now, now what would Paul say about our time? Woo! If back then many were walking or living in a way that they set themselves to be enemies 
of the cross of Christ. Now that many, woo, has grown. Come on, that many has multiplied. Watch this. Now in Paul's day, a lot of people tried to hide their agenda. But see, now we live in a time where evil people are no longer trying to hide their agenda. They're putting it what we used to call on front street. If you look at the Grammys, they're not hiding who they worship in Hollywood. They're putting it on front street. They're letting you know who they serve and who their allegiance is to. Watch this. And they do it loud and proud. Now, if they can do their dirt loud and proud, I can do my righteousness just as loud, just as proud. I'm just as excited, more excited to be in the church than the sinner is to be in the club. I'm preaching about me tonight. Oh, Zion, what's the matter now? We can never let the world be more excited about their lifestyle than we are about our lifestyle. You looking at a happy preacher tonight. I am a citizen of heaven. Listen, before I deal with these lovers of pleasure, when it come to being a citizen of heaven, we did not buy this citizenship. We were not naturally born a citizen, but we were reborn. We experienced the rebirth. Uh, 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 oh, somebody should have got happy. Have you been born again? That's how you got in to being a citizen of heaven. See, so we tell for, hey, I'm born again. And don't ever look at it like dual citizenship. Because being a citizen of heaven outweighs being a citizen of the United States. Which I believe, and I'm biased, is the greatest country in the world. Oh. But it doesn't compare with my citizenship in heaven. Don't get mad if you're from another country. That. How, how can I say your country and I ain't lived there? Come on. But notice what Paul said in 2 Timothy. It's a good word tonight. Because you got a lot of people, the reason they focus their mind on earthly things is because they are lovers of pleasure. See, this is the time we're living in. Notice 2 Timothy. A lot of folks are lovers of pleasure. Lovers of pleasure. Let me break lovers of pleasure down as you turn to 2 Timothy 3. 2 Timothy chapter number 3. Lovers of pleasure. Number one, you have people who are just doing them. So popular now for people, again, to say it loud and to say it proud. I'm doing me. I'm doing me. Number two, I'm living according to my own truth. 
to your level of pleasure. I'm vibing to my own rhythm. See, that's a level of pleasure. See, if I vibe at all, I want to vibe to God's rhythm. Want to be moving where he wants me to move. Come on, somebody. Want to be about what he wants me to be about. Don't want to do me. Woo! Don't want to do me. I ain't getting enough, amen. I don't want to do me. I've had enough of doing me. Listen to me. I got scars from doing me. Doing me brought me pain. Doing me messed me up. I didn't get right till I started doing God. My life, oh, y'all, I thought y'all were ready to die. My life didn't get better until I stopped doing me and started doing God. But look at look at 2 Timothy 3. Good word tonight. Paul said, but know this. 2 Timothy 3 and 1. But know this. Understand this. Grasp this. That in the last days, perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves. See, when you become a lover of yourself, God's will doesn't matter. The only thing you want to do is what pleases you. Come on. And see, if you're a citizen of heaven, your will doesn't come before God's will. Come on. This is what makes us legal citizens. See, you can only be legal if you abide, you better watch this, by the law of the king. Am I right about that? There are certain laws we abide by in this country. To remain a citizen. And don't get it twisted. Don't sit out there and say, well, pal, it ain't nothing I can do that, that they going to take my citizenship. No, it's stuff you could do to be considered a traitor. And you could be locked away and your citizenship stripped. Am I right? So if we are citizens of heaven, we have to abide by God's laws. His word, right? To be legal. But notice what Paul said. He said in the last day, he warned in the church. He warned in the church about what's coming. But now it ain't a warning about what's coming. It's a warning about what's here. So we need to stop this stuff when we look at people doing stuff. What's wrong with them? You know what's wrong with them? They're lovers of themselves. They care more about themselves than anybody in pleasing themselves, in pleasuring themselves. And sometimes the very reason folk won't change is because they are lovers of themselves. Notice what he said, lovers of money. Whoa, look, look, look at the shameful things people do in our time just to have some money. You'll do that just to be a millionaire? 
You'll do that just to be famous? You'll sell out like that just to be popular? Listen to me, young folk. There are certain things will make you popular, but you don't want to pay that price. You don't want to pay that price for that popularity. It comes with the heavy price. I know I'm talking right. And we don't have to just look at it from a worldly standpoint. There are certain cliques you can't get in without living and doing certain things. So there, like I always tell her, there are certain groups you don't want to be a part of. There are certain cliques you don't want in. You got to recognize even on a job that there are certain people you don't need to get involved with. And even in our families, there are certain people we need to stay distant from. Love them, but love them from a distance because of what they're involved in. A good word, lovers of money. Now, now we most of us need money, right? Most of us know how to use money, right? But we don't want to become lovers of money. When you become lovers of money, tithing hurts you. Giving is painful to you. Having to help somebody else. <laughs> Woo! I must have some lovers of money in here. Boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, Woo! unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good. You have people who hate folk who do good. What have I done to you? Oh, you want to. They're despisers of good. The Bible said there's only one that's good. When you consider that scripture, they are folk who despise God. And if you are a citizen of heaven, if they hate your king, then they're going to hate you. Come on. Jesus had to teach that to his disciples. Look, if they hated me, they're going to hate you. And when you think about Jesus, he never sinned. All he did was go about doing good, but yet people hated him. People just, they, they were despisers of good. He would go and heal somebody. Deacon Johnson, I said he would go and heal somebody, and folk wanted to kill him for healing somebody. Now here we are, Done had sin in our lives, but we all been out of shape because folk don't like us. Look, they didn't like your God. They, they, are, they are folk who are despisers of good. Traitors, headstrong, halted. This is what I want you to see. Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. See, you can never be a lover of God as long as you are a lover of pleasure. Because you always going to betray God to pleasure yourself. It ain't too strong tonight, is it? So notice what he says in Philippians 3. Because that we don't we don't want to we don't want to focus on earthly things. I don't, I don't want to become a lover of pleasure. To where the only thing matters to me is if I get my way. No. I want I want it to be God's way. I want it to be God's way. And I know a lot of you that members of this church, you think, well, well, well you know, everything going to go past his way. No, I don't want everything here to go my way. I want it to go God's way. 
And if you think like there's something wrong with your thinking. Because I wouldn't do what you suggested we needed to do. Now don't come out thinking, well, it's got to be Pastor way. No, Pastor wanted to be God's way. I don't want to be a lover of myself. Come on, somebody. I want to do the will of God. Are y'all the same? Notice what he said, Philippians 3.17. I'm in the close. Brother, join in following my example. Note those who so walk as you have us or a pattern. You got to mark people who are walking right. You got to mark people who are living right. Why mark them, Pastor? Because when you mark the right people, it's always an encouragement to know that you're not in this alone. That's when I mark people that's doing right. So when the enemy tries to tell me, well, all you're doing, look what you're going through. Yeah, so-and-so doing right, and he going through something too. So so-and-so, she faithful, but she going through this right here. See, don't let the enemy back you into something where he got you thinking you the only one. Mark those who so walk as you have us for a pattern. Come on, that's important. For many walk of whom I've told you. And now tell you weeping that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end, here we go again, is destruction. Watch how Paul says this. I love it. Whose God is their belly. Whose God is their belly. Who you serving? My belly. What I can do for me. Come on. If you're here tonight and you serve, and your God is your belly, your God is your desires, your God is what you want to do. You're focused too much on earthly things. you got to get focused on divine things. Notice whose glory is in their shame. Who set their mind on earthly things. It's, no, it's nowhere else to set your mind when your God is your belly. Come on. That's where your mind going to be. That's where your thinking is going to be. You can be in trouble tonight, but instead of you saying, Lord, give me a word, I'll obey that word. That's not your thing. That's not where your mind is at. Your mind is still working your plan. Your mind is still doing it your way. And that's when some folks in certain areas, they're not receiving better because they're not doing in that area what God would have for them to do in that area. See, it seems simple, don't it? Well, it is simple. Verse 20, for our citizenship, bringing it home, is in heaven from which we eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. But notice in Colossians, then Paul talks about how he's going to transform our lowly body to be conformed to his glorious body according to the working by which he is even able to subdue all things to himself. But notice how we got our citizenship. I'm, I'm in the close. Notice how we got our citizenship in Colossians 3.1. If you then were raised with Christ, how do we get this citizenship? How do we become citizens of heaven, Pastor? We were raised with Christ. We were raised with Christ. Listen, seek those things which are above where Christ is. You better watch this. Sitting, sitting at the right hand of God. This is big here. Because 
if Christ is not sitting at the right hand of God, the right hand being a place of power and authority, we know according to the scripture when he rose, he was given all power and all authority. Now, if Christ is not sitting at the right hand of the Father, but Christ is buried at the right hand of the Father, then we have no citizenship in heaven. And all that we're striving to do is in vain. And listen, and we are some of the craziest, cuckooest people who have ever walked the face of this earth. Because we think one day we going to be with him. We are cuckoo crazy. If Christ is buried at the right hand, then everything we do, our service to him is vain because he died and never got up. But if he got up, I said if he got up, which I know he did, then I'm not cuckoo crazy. I am a citizen of heaven. And my king rules everything and everyone. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the well and those that dwell therein. Even the cattle that set it upon a thousand hills belong to him. The gold is mine. The silver. The Christian faith hinges on him not just walking the earth, not just being a man, not just being a prophet, but being the Son of God, the risen Savior. That's when Paul said, if you are raised with Christ, then notice what he tells us. Set your minds on things above. Notice Romans 8. Coming in. Whoa, done got sure enough happy up here. Y'all hear me? I done got sure enough happy at Bible study. Romans 8. We right here at the close. Romans 8. For he, remember what he said over there in Colossians. Go to Romans 8. Remember what he said over there in Colossians. If you then were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above. Romans 8 and 11. Bring it on home, Pastor. But, Romans 8 and 11. But if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies. Through his spirit who dwells in you. 
Do you see that? He gives us life. Eternal life doesn't start in heaven. It starts here on earth. But to experience eternal life on earth, we have to focus our minds on divine things in order to live in the earth and do everything he ordained for you to do, have everything he ordained for you to have, and be everything he ordained for you to be. Notice again, he talks about, notice this, and then I'm done. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life, not just existence, we already have that right now. To your more, see, this talk about the God kind of life. How can we live the God kind of life on earth? We have to allow the spirit that raised Christ from the dead, even though man tried to block it. You remember that? They tried to roll a stone. See, in other words, I'm telling you, when you want to live the God kind of life, just like man couldn't stop Jesus from getting out of that tomb, man can't stop you, man can't stop me from living the God kind of life right here on earth. Listen, tell your neighbor, that means right here on earth, you can live the God kind of life and man can't stop you. Shout to your neighbor, demons can't stop you. Your enemies can't stop you. But li listen, living the God kind of life here on earth is not an exemption from trouble and trials. When we recognize we're citizens of heaven, then we don't let anything or anybody cause us to forfeit our citizenship. Because you're going through things, child of God, on this earth. But being a citizen of heaven, God going to help you with everything you deal with. The key is focusing on divine things. I'm going to leave you with this story and be done. I'm not even going to turn to it. In Acts 27, God told Paul, the writer of Philippians and Colossians, you need to go to Rome. You need to go to Rome and testify of me in Rome. Paul warned people that they shouldn't have left for the journey when they left, but they didn't listen to Paul. And on the way to Rome, a great storm arose. Listen to me. Paul, when it was storming outside to the point where the men thought they would not make it, Paul was beneath sleep. And rested and in peace. And then Paul comes aboard and tells them that an angel has stood before him. Telling him that nothing is going to happen to them. But that he must be at Rome. See, and Paul said, and I believe God. I believe what was said to me. See, when you get in your storms of life, don't let the storm cause you to get distracted. When the storm is raging, focus on divine things. Do y'all hear me? And because Paul knew he was a citizen of heaven, 
He did not let the storm stop him from being where God wanted him to be. Somebody's in a storm tonight, but you are a citizen of heaven. In the midst of that storm, focus on divine things. Don't let nothing or nobody distract you. Remember, Paul also said, what shall separate us from the love of God? See, what's going to separate you? What's going to cause you to forfeit your kingdom citizenship? A person mistreating you? A trial? Suffering? Rejection? Persecution? Paul said, I let none of these things move me. Look at your neighbor and tell him, I am a citizen of heaven. And I'm done. Let's give God a tremendous hand of praise tonight. I am a citizen of heaven. And we different, church. I said we different from others. We focus on divine things. Amen. We're coming from all over laying our gifts upon the altar. Thank those of you again who are joining us live. Thank you for your gifts tonight, for your love offerings to the ministry. We appreciate you. Make sure you share Tonight's message with somebody in the day and time in which we're living, we must understand that we are citizens of heaven. And our mind or our thinking, our focus is upon divine things. Hey. We pray that you are blessed by today's message. Be sure to listen and share other messages available through our podcast outreach. We thank you for all of your past, present, and future support for our ministry. And remember, Jesus is a refuge.